0: What if the challenging situation you're faced with right now was actually sent your way to help you become better? Hi, everyone. This is Jim Riviello, and I want to welcome you to the Getting Results podcast. I'm so excited to have you here. So let's get started. Results matter. In fact, we're paid to get results. So the big question is this How do business leaders like us who really want to do the right thing and make a difference? How do they get results? How do they effectively lead others in the face of adversity? And how do they find the strength and courage to role model the behavior they wanna see in others? That is the question, and this podcast will give you the answer. My name is Jim Riviello, and welcome to Getting Results. Hey everyone, this is Riv, and in this episode, I wanna talk about how to sustain momentum when you find yourself engulfed in a challenging experience. One of the biggest challenges I see amongst many leaders, and especially those who are trying to move the needle on something important, is this overwhelming desire to make the process problem-free. Make no mistake, success doesn't come from a lack of problems. The achievement of any goal is dependent upon how well you manage through adversity. Most people, me included, right, underestimate the amount of adversity we will have to overcome to achieve any goal. So let me ask you this. How would you approach a challenging situation you're faced with if you knew ahead of time that that situation that you're experiencing was actually sent your way to help you become better? That thought alone, that question alone will help you regain perspective and fast. When you you begin to reframe challenging times as opportunities, you discover that there's more to gain than what you imagine you're going to lose. Many of us get so caught up in the thing, right? That is frustrating us. The thing may be a demanding client. The thing may be a challenging employee who's who's having a, a, a negative influence on the team. The thing may be a difficult project you've been assigned to. Or the thing may just be some technology that isn't working properly. We've all been there, right? The, the list is endless. But what if these situations are gracing your path to actually make you better? Here's the truth. The problem itself is not the problem. The problem is how we look at the problem. Let me repeat that. The problem itself is not the problem. The problem is how we look at the problem. It's not an individual. Uh, you know, Many times we blame individuals when we're faced with a problem. So we put the blame right in them. I, mean, I got to tell you, many times it's not the individual that is causing your frustration. It's in fact your lack of skills with dealing with that specific character type. If any of you read my first book, There Must Be a Better Way, I wrote about this because this was a big challenge for me earlier in my career. I was really struggling every time I found myself engulfed in a difficult situation that I would be blaming other people, right? When I was in corporate America, I would blame our VP of sales, right? And I would somehow like put all the blame on, on his shoulders. And when I was uh, running my very first company, I, I started as an entrepreneur, I blamed my business partner. And when I went to go work as a COO, for another uh, company. I blamed the CEO. And I found that there was only one constant in all these scenarios, and that was the man in the mirror. In fact, there was a chapter in that book right, called The Man in the Mirror. And that was when I realized that I'm the only constant in all these scenarios. And it wasn't anything that these individuals were doing that was wrong. In fact, it was me. Right? It was my inability to deal with a specific character type. So for earlier in my career, like as another example, is I I really struggle with passive-aggressive people, right? And it's not the actual person, it's the character type. And that's the the same analogy I make. And we just had Halloween. So I make an analogy to Halloween all the time with my my coaching clients. And I say, okay, every every year the doorbell rings and the kids show up and they they say trick or treat. And every year the same type of costumes show up. And it doesn't really matter who's in the costume. It's like they're behind a mask. And God has a funny way of uh, has a sense of humor. Has a funny way of sending us the same types of people that uh, until we learn to experience, to, to have the skills necessary to navigate those experiences. So for me, I was struggling dealing with passive aggressive people. So what did God do? He kept sending me passive aggressive people in my life until I learned how to master it. So stop blaming other people, stop getting frustrated with other people, and put the ownership where it belongs, on your shoulders, that you have to develop the skills needed to deal with certain characters, okay? So intellectually, I think we get this. Intellectually, we know we need to redirect our energy when we find ourselves engulfed in a problem, but that doesn't mean it's always easy. See, as humans, our minds like to wander towards the negative our ego loves to to magnify a problem instead of searching for ways to resolve the situation and grow from it so here's another truth you have the power of choice you can choose to react react or respond to complicated situations the choice is yours consciously or unconsciously we are forever giving everything meaning but we have the power to attach the meaning that is most helpful when we focus only on the problem guess what happens the problem has a way of multiplying it, right? We we throw gasoline onto a fire. If instead you redirect your energy towards finding a solution, you will eventually discover things you can experiment with. And I was just reminded of this with a silly example this past weekend. I was working on a home project. My wife just bought a farm style kitchen table and uh, we thought it'd be great to to have like those kitchen benches like built in. So um, I'm pretty handy when it comes with wood. So I, I started building some benches this, uh, this this weekend. And about halfway through the project, I ran into a couple problems. My measurements were off. Right, typical do-it-yourselfer. Right, and it was co- it was causing a cascading impact on everything else. And I gotta tell you, the old gym would have been really pissed off. The old gym would have stu- you know probably would probably would have ruined my weekend. I probably I, I probably would have come undone. The new gym though right? Realize that this is just a problem. It's just, you know, it's how I approach it is what's going to make it different. And luckily for me, I had some music playing. So I started singing and I started collaborating with my wife. And I realized that all I could do is make some minor adjustments and I was able to salvage the work I already started. And I, and I recognize that this is just a simple example, but, I, but it's a real one, right? I'm confident that many of you have run into uh, problems when you're doing a home project or you do it yourself or type of project. Our home projects are no different than the projects at work. So the takeaway here is twofold. One, you're never alone. Help is always available, right? Others can shorten your path and help you regain perspective when you find yourself face-to-face with a difficult situation, right? Number two, oftentimes the answers we seek only require a minor adjustment to what we're already doing. A lot of times we think it's a major overhaul. So I remember like this weekend, I was thinking about the bench. I was thinking, oh, I got to redo the whole benches. No, like I don't need to redo the whole benches. After collaborating with my wife, I realized I could make some minor adjustments and I could salvage the work I already started. See, the reality of of this is we all face challenges. It's inevitable that whatever you do something of value, and then think about it. Anything that's, in, that's been done in this world as a value has faced adversity at some stage. It's just a fact. So the next time you find yourself face-to-face in, with some adverse situation, I want you to, to remind yourself and ask yourself, like, how would you approach this situation if you knew ahead of time, if you actually were were sent a, a, a little early warning sign that this situation this, that was challenging you was actually sent your way to help you become better. So I, so now that I've kind of hopefully shifted your perspective on, on a, uh, challenging situations, I want to now switch gears and talk about how we actually manage through the adversity to sustain momentum. And the best tool I can give you is to keep breaking things down into smaller, more manageable components until the task at hand doesn't feel so heavy. So regardless of what you're faced with, right? When you look at it, At the first pass, it feels heavy. And your job is to take whatever challenging situation is in front of you and keep chopping it up into smaller, more manageable components until it gets to a point where you feel like, okay, this one, this is now doable. And that was by the way the whole essence of the move the needle challenge that i that i created and if you guys have been following my work you know that i i created a move the needle challenge and if you're interested you know by all means go to movetheneedlechallenge.com and you'll find more details about that but the essence of it is is i i provide coaching for 14 straight days on how to break down break whatever goal or problem you have down to more manageable components and that's the really the whole essence of that another tool um, you can leverage to sustain momentum is a practice that I call Zoom Out, Zoom In. And I know I've talked about this before, so I'll just recap it here, is it starts with a fundamental belief that reflective thinking is a leadership best practice. Like, you got to believe that first, right? Um, And I never realized that so many people struggle with reflective thinking right, as I talk about this to people, I realize that they often approach me and ask me questions like, hey, Rev, how do I how do, I do that, right? Like, what specifically do I think about? Like, when I sit down, you're always talking about journaling, you're always talking about getting space to think about time. So whenever I'm faced with those kind of questions, to get them started, I always share with them this lightweight practice I call zoom out and zoom in. It's just a simple way to get some momentum built around reflective thinking. So let me unpack that for you a little bit. Zoom out. This is your opportunity, if you can frame it around a zoom out thought, is your opportunity to broaden your thinking, to give yourself the poetic license to step out of the day to day, right? Rise above your situation and remind yourself of the bigger picture. Forget about all the details that kind of have you consumed in your situation, right? Remind yourself, hey, what am I really trying to accomplish? What's the main thing? There's a great saying I heard years ago, I forget who told me this, but it might've been a book or something I read, but, but, I, but I'll never forget it. It says, keep the main thing, the main thing. And that's right there's a zoom out thing. It's like, okay, a zoom out concept is what's the main thing and how do I keep the main thing, the main thing, right? And as you, it's kind of funny, it's a tongue twister, right? Um, as you continue to step back, I want you to analyze what's working well right now. What have you done to date that has been effective? And then challenge yourself to really understand why. Why was that effective? Why do you think that is, right? What is it that that you did that made something work? Then do what I refer to as another tool I have. I call it flip side. Flip it upside down 180 degrees and say, okay, now what's not working as well as I'd like? And why do I think that is? See, when you understand why something is or isn't working, that begins to reshape your perspective. It It generates clarity. And that's like the essence of zoom out. It takes yourself out of the day-to-day situation and allows you to look down upon your situation in a broader perspective. Now, zoom back in. This is the time to refocus your thinking. What do you need to learn, research, or master to achieve the goal or or overcome the, the specific setback you have? Put the responsibilities right on your shoulders, like I talked about earlier. Own it. You are 100% responsible. Stop bitching about the stock market. Stop bitching about a coworker or a boss. And notice how I emphasize learning, research, mastery, right? What do I have to learn, research, or master? Earlier, I talked about my issue with passive-aggressive people. Well, guess what? The ownership was on me. Like, what do I need to know about passive-aggressive people that will help me to better deal with them? Do I got to do some research? I, I need to master this because these people keep showing up in my life. Right? So a lot of times we have to circle the same mountain many times to achieve mastery. So many people think they intellectually know something. And I used to make this mistake a lot when I was younger. Now I realize the power of relearning and reshaping my thoughts yet again. So I want you to challenge yourself is what skills do you need to master? I mean, I just love the word mastery. It's like one of my favorite words, man. It reminds me that there's still more to learn a given on a given topic so next time for example if you're faced with a difficult employee and you've already been faced with this before well here's your chance to master difficult employees yet again another trip around the difficult employee mountain right what do i need to learn uh, and what skills i need to develop to handle this situation which may be slightly different than the previous one what do i need to do right what do i need to learn and master for that next zoom in further What can you do this week to have a positive impact on your situation? Notice I said this week, stop becoming, stop being overzealous, right? Who cares about next month? Who cares about next year? Focus in on this week, the next seven days, right? What specifically can you do? And lastly, who can help you? Stop trying to do everything yourself. We get places faster when we collaborate with others. If you want more on this, I, uh, I encourage you to go back and listen to the, the episode. I think it was a couple of weeks ago. I, I called it uh, Don't Lose Alone, where I really talk about really getting help from other people, right? And really tr- stop trying to do everything yourself. I encourage you, as you're going through all this, and hopefully this has helped shaping your, your thoughts to kind of regain some clarity on, on a situation you're faced in, and re- reignite some momentum. I encourage you to capture your thoughts that are percolating in your head. One of the things I've learned over the years, is that a busy mind is a very unproductive mind. And you have to develop the practice of getting things out of your head. Something really magical happens when you put pen to paper. Make notes. Hell, you know what? You should be making notes when you listen to this freaking podcast, right? That would be a good student moment, right? I mean, I really think about, like, the whole idea of t- making notes is huge. I I, I I actually started, I'll still a sidebar here for a second, I started a new... Uh, best practice this past year. Like I've always challenged myself every year to read X number of books. And I found myself like last year reading like, I don't know, 35 books or something. It was really a a lot of books. I said, you know what? I'm going to read less books this year. I'm going to try to do like two a month, maybe like 24. But instead of just plowing through each book, I'm not going to cross it off my list until I get done at the the end of each book. I'm going to go back. I'm I'm a big highlighter guy, and I'm going to go back. I'm going to make some key notes off my highlighting that I did in the book. So I'm going to, in a sense, create a book summary. And I may never look at the book summary again, but I got to tell you, the, the simple practice of making notes after you get done reading a book actually causes you to relearn the material at a deeper level. It actually cements it into your brain, Right. And the whole idea of what I'm talking about here is when you're faced with adversity, if you start to capture your thoughts around zoom out, zoom in, That I just got done telling you, and you start putting them in the paper, right? You, you, you gain clarity that helps you overcome the challenge to sustain momentum. So many, I, I can't overemphasize this point enough, so many of my breakthrough ideas on how to solve some of my most challenging uh, s- situations I've been in have come when I've journaled about them, when I made notes about them. And during that process, I've had like these aha moments, like, oh, man, clarity emerges. And this is why, by the way, so many people journal. I journal every day, right? Um, this is a best practice I started a long time ago. And I basically reviewed the last 24 hours by asking myself the same questions I just got done sharing with you. This has been a game changer for me. It's helped me become a better husband, a better father, a better friend, a better businessman. And not only do I journal every day, but on Saturday mornings, I review the past week and I'm like, okay. And I say to myself, okay, zoom out. What was the last week like? What worked well? What didn't work so well? Why, right? What would I do differently next week, right? These are some of the quick check down questions I've talked about in previous podcasts, right? And this is just, you know, when you analyze what worked well or not, it's, 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 it really kind of helps you really gain an amazing amount of clarity. And we gain invaluable amounts of insight when we understand why some things are working. Um, another And if, and if and by the way, you know, there's many ways you can do this. If you're not a note taker, I mean, another way I've done this in the past is I go for walks and I'll be walking around the park and I, you know, you carry phones with us all the time. All of us do, Right. You know, this is why Siri's, you know, for those of you who have an iPhone, you got Siri on there or you a note file. I mean, you can talk right into your phone and make notes, get some perspective, right? Think through some things, right? The last comment I'm going to make on this topic is to pick your battles. When you find yourself engulfed in a difficult situation, you remind yourself that not every battle is worth fighting. So many times we get so fixated on each, each individual thing that you, you lose sight of the bigger goal. And I got to tell you, focus is power. Focus in on the things that are most important and don't, you know, win the war, not the battle, right? And you don't need, remind yourself that you don't need to have all the answers right now. So I encourage you to go back and listen to a couple previous episodes. One that I want to call your attention to is how to make meaningful progress. This is where I dive into, on that episode of the podcast, I dive into uh, ways to break things down to little steps. Just I put a big focus on just little steps. And I also want you to check out or re-listen to the episode called Advance the Ball Forward. And that's where the focus is just on what I call three and seven. What are the next three things I got to do in the next seven days to advance the ball forward? So check those out. And do me a favor. Email me at riv at lxu.training if there's a specific challenge you have or something that uh, you want me to unpack in greater detail. Or maybe if you want me to interview you. That would be fun, right? That would be kind of cool. Again, the email is riv at lxu.training. All right, I have to run. I hope you have a great week. And I want you to remember, you always have a choice. Don't worry about where you are, what you've done, or what you failed to do. Today, like every day, is a new beginning. You have an opportunity, starting today, right now, to begin practicing, uh, to begin resisting the temptation Right? To judge your progress or beat yourself up because you find yourself engulfed in difficult situations. Remind yourself that we all have challenges, right? Yes, some are bigger than others, but you have the power to put them into perspective. The moment we learn to let go of self-defeating and unproductive thoughts, we're able to get down to the business of dealing with what's before us. Remind yourself that you're never alone. Help is available. Who can help you? And don't be a stranger right? I'm raising my hand. Send me an email at rib at lxu.training, right? Sometimes a simple email response from a friend can change your day. I just did it. Someone emailed me last week, right? And I just kicked a quick email response back and they're like, oh my God, this has helped me so much. So it could be something like that. Again, it it could be me or anybody else, right? Sometimes a quick chat on the phone can help you regain uh, perspective. Other times it may be a, a program or a workshop I or others can offer, right? The list is endless. The fact remains is that you are 100% responsible for changing your situation. I can raise my hand all day long and others can offer help too. However, you have to make a conscious decision that you want something better. And the moment you do, trust that your entire life will change. Do me a favor and share this podcast with others in whatever way serves you best. Enjoy your week and I'll talk to you in the next episode.